0: listening to Glass Letters. Episode 1, Statues. I can't help but feel like the letters have followed me here. I moved to this island to get away, to leave behind everything and everyone. All the noise, all the feelings. I had to get away. And the letters followed me. They wash up on the shore once a day, give or take. Real, actual messages in a bottle. Forked or taped or covered in plastic and rubber banded shut. Sometimes just in a soda bottle with the cap screwed on. They were meant for someone, I'm sure. Not me. Of course they're not for me, so I don't understand why they keep showing up on my beach. My beach that cost a lot of money and was promised to be deserted. The first one was a week ago. It didn't make much sense at the time. It still doesn't, really. It is midnight, my darling. It is always midnight when I write to you. I am sitting at the base of the fountain. Our fountain. My fountain the only fountain left. It's quiet here without you. The only echoes on the stone are my own footsteps and my whispered voice as I read the words aloud to imagine how you might pronounce them. I've been thinking about the endless summer of our youth, the days when we would run and play as little girls do. Through the grasses, over the hills, under the trees, I miss the trees. Are there trees wherever you are? Are they towering? Are they benevolent? Do they smile down on you and shake their leaves as if they were waving? Do they hide you, protect you, envelop you? I miss our trees, darling. I know you won't like this, but I found myself thinking what this place would be like if you hadn't left. If you had stayed, I might not be frozen as I am, paused in the middle of a life that was supposed to be ours, not just mine. The night you left, you pressed a lantern into my hand, told me to hold it tight, hold it high, so you could see it through the fog. When you return. You said when, not if. When you returned. I am holding the lantern now. Partly to shed light on the page as I write this. Partly because of some foolish hope that you will still see it through the fog. No one has been here since that night. The ivy that crept over the stone crept further. And then it too fossilized and turned gray. I wandered when I could, when the moon was high and full. I spent many hours looking out at the sea. Sometimes, I climb to the top of the tower and crouch there, pretending I am a gargoyle. I look down at the stones below, at my pedestal in the center of the square. It's not a bad view, love. The waters of the fountain have long since run dry. I miss the sound of the motor hidden in the stone the soft hiss and gentle splash of the spouts as they poured into the basin. Even the stars are quiet now. I miss their songs, the words indecipherable but so, so comforting. Every now and then I hear a note or two, a refrain from a familiar tune, but it's like a blanket has been placed over the sky, a heavy cloud cover that refuses to budge, no matter how clearly I can see up into the heavens. The world is quiet and still and made of stone, and as I perch at my gargoyle viewpoint, I sometimes imagine I can still see you cradling the water in your lovely hands, smiling gently down at the fountain below. It is midnight, my darling. It is always midnight when I write to you. I am placing this letter in a bottle and tossing it into the unforgiving sea in the vain hope that someday, somehow, you will see this and come back to me. I am slowly running out of bottles and paper and even words, but the lantern you gave me is set to burn forever and me with it, hoping you will see through the fog. A love letter. A very strange love letter. One that clearly arrived at the wrong destination. I can only wonder where it came from and how long it was in the water. I'm sort of at a loss as what to do with these letters. I have six of them now. I've been keeping them in their bottles, lined up on my kitchen windowsill, reflecting the sun in odd patterns but I'm starting to wonder if I should throw them back into the water, help them along their journey in case they actually end up at their destination. Is it selfish of me to want to keep them? They're not written to me, but sometimes I read them over and over again, memorizing pieces of other people's correspondence. It feels a little like I'm prying into people's private lives, but not really. I'm sure the entire ocean read the letters, and now it's my turn. I think I will keep them on my windowsill for now. I may change my mind and send them on their way another day. Glass Letters is a podcast written, recorded, and produced by me, Anna Godfrey. Our intro and outro music are by Slow Haste, who you can find on music streaming services and on Instagram at slowhaste. If you like this podcast and want to support what we're doing, consider rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or on Podchaser. It honestly helps a lot. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Glass Letters Pod. Thanks for listening.